Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Consciousness Road Trip Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Watt, and again, we're joined by a special guest while we take a deep dive into the tools of access consciousness, while we explore this amazing planet that we live on. Today on my podcast, I am joined by someone that always makes me very happy and sometimes even makes me blush a little bit, Miss Paula Peralta. Thank you so much for being on. Oh my gosh, thank you for having me. You make me very happy and blush. Oh my God, we're just like a couple of schoolgirls over here. Oh my, so girl crush. Um, and we're recording this podcast on Zoom, so but you guys won't see us. You will never see me. I've just finished an hour of yoga and I'm a bit of a sweaty mess over here, but we're joining each other on Zoom from across the globe. I'm in Australia and Paula is at home in Los Angeles, and we're doing this because the world is... Um, basically in shutdown at the moment. Everyone's isolating and, and keeping this, you know, um, what do they call it? Like personal distance from everyone. Oh yeah. Social distancing. It's interesting it. though, because yes, we are like, um, you know, the coronavirus is sweeping the world right now <laughs> and, and everyone's like quarantining or sparkling isolation as some people are liking to call it. But it's interesting because I've never been more like full on busy and creating mm-hmm. and like new possibilities showing up than ever before. So it's cool. actually really funny because people, you know, people are like, oh yeah, like we're, we're in lockdown. And I'm like, what? what? This is lockdown? Yeah. 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 And like, so let's like, let's look at that in a second, but also like, let me ask you quickly, because I mean, you know, we're both quite happy, sort of whatever, outgoing, bubbly sort of people. Like, how are you handling the side of it of not being able to sort of physically, are you usually someone that likes to kind of physically be around and interact with people? Is that side of things having, you know, quote unquote, like an effect on you or? Um, it's, so yes, I am the kind of person that loves to interact with people and I, I am very social. I also enjoy my home and I've yes. had the amazing like blessing for lack of a better word to be able to create a home that and a space that I enjoy being in. So between all of, you know, like all of the creations and all of my businesses that make me money and then, you know, really modern technology, it's like, even this, we're able to have a conversation and connect and, you know, so yes, yes, I like to be around people. And also as much as I am social distancing and self-isolating, I don't feel isolated. Cool. Cool. So, so I don't know, what's up? let's talk. Yeah. Well, let's talk more about that too, because it's almost like um, this 
people are creating distance from each other, like a physical distance. But as you, as you were saying, and what I've become aware of is it's actually almost creating a space of more communion. Like you've got to choose it, obviously. Like it's something that if you choose to be like, I'm so distant from everyone and no, I can't have anyone near me. That's a point of view, right? Like that's something that could quite easily be created right now. to be like, I'm lonely. I'm, you know, all that sort of whatever reality. But if you're willing to like actually tap into what's available when you can't be physically close to people, it's almost like it opens up this whole other space of being able to be in communion, which is something that I think like, you know, and you know, on this podcast, you guys, if you haven't listened to this podcast before, basically both Paula and myself are facilitators of access consciousness. This podcast called Consciousness Road Trip. I mean, I called it that because I was traveling the world and doing podcasts with people all around the world, but now it's like consciousness road trip on Zoom. Um, And (laughs) basically, you know, it's about getting the tools of access into the world amongst other things like conversation and talking about things as well. But communion is something we talk a lot about in access. And I mean, communion in this reality, it brings up like some weirdness as well, like Bible type stuff. But when I tap into like what true communion is, especially for me, because I'm such a like earth loving like hippie from another lifetime or something like for me communion is tapping into the earth and the animals because I think for me personally that's where I find the energy of communion so easily so like during this time of like distancing and isolation it's been for me a space where that's been very and I know you can't see me but I'm holding my hand up very close to my face um it's this place where it's been boom right in my face like no fucking avoiding this shit anymore it's like you've got these tools what are you going to create now you can either choose to go down this path or this point of view or this reality of being in this reality of distancing and isolating, or you can actually use this as an opportunity to really delve into some of like the tools of access and get fucking uncomfortable. So yeah, for me, I've been super busy and like drastically uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's so interesting because when you say that, it's the same as like, I don't, I am not currently in a relationship and So, um, like meaning that I don't have a partner that I live with, like I live alone and it's been really interesting. Yeah. It's been interesting because when you talk about communion, it's like so often people speak to communion in relationship, meaning like partnership, like a husband and a wife, a boyfriend and a girlfriend, girlfriend and a girlfriend, like whatever that looks like. And what's Mm -hmm. been so interesting for me is I, I, like you said, in your face, have had to look at where do we go to communion as a physicality? instead of an energetic and so when you take a when you take out that physical element of like you literally Mm -hmm. cannot physically be in the same space as people or you have to be within Mm -hmm. six feet or two meters or whatever that is all over the world Mm -hmm. but it's like when you Mm -hmm. take that apart it's like you have you have no choice but to either be lonely and alone or exponentialize your capacity to connect with people energetically yep and that that has been such a gift and very confronting because Fuck, yeah. because when you're when you're looking at where you desire to connect you or where you desire to commune, you also have to look at where you've actually already chosen to separate. Exactly. And yeah. that that for me has been the part that's been really confronting, for lack of a better word. Like it's been very yeah. much in my face of like, oh, like I've actually chosen separation here, and now 
with no choice but to look at this, I can see where I'm actually strengthening relationships energetically mm-hmm. in a way like I've never, I never have before. Yeah. So I don't yeah. feel, I'm going to say feel, but it's like, I don't feel alone. I don't feel lonely. Mm-hmm. I do feel empowered to choose something different and to look at where, yeah. you know, I've maybe been choosing something that I didn't desire, but yeah, it's, it's definitely an interesting time. <laughs> right. And like looking at that as well, um, I was on, and this podcast will come out next week, like a week from today. So we're very kind of relevant with whatever we talk about right now, but Simone and Brendan are doing a a year long, well, eight month long program based on the uh, relationships done different specialty of access relationship. Are you sure you want one book? And they were talking a lot about this on the call yesterday, actually, like this place where we separate. And they talked a bit about this same energy of communion and and stuff like that. And what you were just talking about then as well, and maybe we could look at for a moment where if you, it's almost like the starting point in a way is, is where you start to have it with yourself. Like for me, I didn't realize totally until Brendan and Simone started talking about it on the call yesterday how much every separation point I create with anyone or anything always comes back to where I've separated from myself Mm -hmm. and like where, because, you know, for as long as I remember, like most of my adult life, I've looked to create like connection points with people or with things um, in order to not separate from them. But in actual fact, how much that's created separation in the, in the long run from myself firstly, and then eventually from that person as well. So like also during this time and even just then doing yoga, which is something that I would never, like I've done it a few times, like I've kind of forced myself to go to yoga studios, but what I've sort of realized in this couple of weeks as well is like, what if this could actually be the space that we all require to start uh, building the communion with ourselves and like where that's kind of that starting point for all of it as well. And, you know, to keep it like quite lighthearted and, and fun as well, like we're both very similar in that way. Like I'm single as well. I'm not in a relationship. You know, we both use dating apps. We both like to, you know, get out and mingle with people and, you know, hook up with people or whatever. And, you know, um, so like, but even with that sort of stuff, like where this is giving me the opportunity to really look at what I'm choosing and where I choose to cut my communion with myself off in order to, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, I listen, how scandalous you want to get, because I'll talk about anything. Let's but do like, it. Good. I wasn't look- sure. I was like, where do no, I go uh, here? Uh, 100%. No, I was actually going to tease you and be like, oh, I like how you just breeze right over and hook up or whatever. But it's like, no, it's so true though. And this is like, I mean, this just became girl talk. So sorry, dudes, get into it if you're listening. But like, it's one of those things where like, how often do we not have our own back in like the people that we choose to to have sex with or play with, you know? And it's like, I, I've had to also look at the same thing because I'm now in, you know, like I'm, I'm an avid Bumble user. I'm a Bumbler. And mm-hmm. it's been so interesting because I, I'm choosing, like I said, to self-isolate and to honor that and, you know, do my part to flatten the curve as they're all saying. But it's like, also 
So when you can't, when you're swiping and you're connecting and you're having these conversations and how often it's like, yeah, you're cute. There's cute. Like, okay, cool. You ask the questions about like, will it be fun? Will it be easy? Will they be great? and you get a yes and it could just be like a one-off thing you're not necessarily trying to create you know a a relationship but it's like in this situation even if the the answers to those questions are yes you still can't choose the copulation like you can't and so it forces you to actually get into the space and look just like we were talking about like the energetics of it and it's like Mm -hmm can you still have communion with someone that you may only see once? Yep. Like, can there be a moment where you're truly having like that gifting and receiving and contribution? Yep. And it, I mean, it changes everything. And also it makes it really clear the people that function from a gift give and take versus a gifting yep. and receiving. And like you said, in that awareness, you then are able to kind of check, self-check and look at where am I functioning from give and take versus gifting and receiving. And if I were actually willing to get really, really vulnerable with myself and, and look at that, like, then what else is possible? Like then what can show up in terms of, you know, even, even if it is as simple as something is like who I'm going to swipe on, on a dating app. Um, so just quickly before we go further, can you talk about, because again, like people listening to this might be quite new to access or they're looking for something different in this regard or whatever regard. So you brought up one of the tools there when, when potentially looking for a playmate or someone to sleep with or potentially maybe get into a relationship with, but you mentioned those three questions that you asked. Can you just talk about that, like what they are and how to use them very quickly so people can have that to start playing with as well? Yeah, for sure. So let me start off by saying um, I have like a really interesting and we're, this is like no holds barred, but no time like the present, right? To right. get vulnerable. Mm-hmm. But it's like mm-hmm. I had a really interesting, um, so I grew up super religious and um, very much like your body is a temple and like no sex until marriage. So I was I was married previously and my husband was the first person I'd ever had sex with. And so, mm-hmm. and I didn't get married until I was th- almost 35. So I, yeah, so I, so I was 34 having sex for the first time. And then my, our marriage like ended. And so then I was going into, I went into this like crazy, like crazy space where I then went wild. Like I lived all of my twenties in like (laughs) six months to a year after, like after I got divorced. (laughs) <laughs> Look out well. And, Polar has right? been unleashed. Oh, for real. And like, it was really interesting because I learned a lot and I could have had in that education, I get that had I had these tools that I'm about to talk about, I could have had a lot more ease in in receiving the awarenesses because a lot of them were because I wasn't asking questions. I didn't have the that information to ask the questions. Yep to create the ease. Um, and so, you know, we live in a, it's like 2020 and like, whatever you want to say, women's lib, like live your life, you know, like whatever that is, it's like no judgment about what you're choosing, whether you're choosing promiscuity or whether you're choosing like virginity, whatever that construct is. Right. So it's like, whatever that is, it doesn't matter, but it's like to have questions, a question is always going to empower you. Um, and that's what I love about, about these, these questions. So the three questions, um, that we always ask is, uh, well, is it just three? Will, uh, will it be fun? 
Will it be easy? Um, will they be grateful? I think, yeah, those are like, the, I think those are the big three. And there's like mm-hmm. a few other, a few others that you can ask, but those are primarily, I would say, like the big three questions is like, will it be fun? Will it be easy? Um, will they be grateful? Will I learn something actually yeah. is another one. Yeah. And then the, the, fifth, the yeah. fifth one is like, will it make me money? Um, which we can totally talk about because <laughs> we're not talking about prostitution. Um, no. We're not, not talking about prostitution. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but <laughs> so it's like, this includes everything most, and judges nothing. <laughs> totally. A hundred percent. So it's like, that's, that's the thing is um, when you look at like the, will it be easy? It's like, okay, is there, I think that's a lot where it's like the camaraderie, the like communion, the gratitude, the nurturing, um, the like vulnerability. It's like, will this person like, is that to me is the question that tells me about like gifting and receiving. Like, is this person going to not judge my body? Are they going to, am I not going to judge their body? Like, can it be fun? Um, you know, can there be that energy of fun and play that, that is, is what makes like sex really great? Cause our bodies love being touched and being lusted after and things like that. So, um, yep. so that one, like, will it be easy? Will it be fun? Um, will they be grateful? And the, the gratitude piece is so, so important. Um, yeah. that like, and it's not like, um, you're a goddess, which you're welcome. Yes. I enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> and also it's just like, will this person actually receive the contribution of our bodies coming together and playing? And, um, you know, that for me is such a game changer. And then that leads into the, like, will it make me money? Um, and I would love to hear your take on all of these questions too, Sarah, but like for the, will it make me money? And this is something that I've just recently had more clarity around is when you talk about the ease and the gratitude, which like judgment cannot exist when there's gratitude, Um, Mm -hmm. so it's like, when you look at the ease, the gratitude, the fun and the play, like all of that equates to joy, right? Like those are all components of having joyfulness in your life. And so for me, it's like, we know that money follows joy. And so if you are answering these, if you're asking these questions and it's yes, like that energetic, that like orgasmic energy of living, like not Mm -hmm. orgasm, like contracted, like we talked about specifically with sex in this reality, but it's like that joy of living is, mm-hmm. is what is possible when you're choosing to play with people that are a contribution to you. And again, it yep. doesn't mean you have to go right into a relationship or even marry them or whatever. It can be a like one-time thing, but it's like, you're asking those questions to get the energy of what will this choice actually create? And not, yep. if it creates joy, then money's going to follow because money likes to come to a party. That's Even if what, it's a sexy that's how party. it is. Especially when oh, it's yeah. a sexy party. A naked party. <laughs> <laughs> no one's wearing any clothes at this party. <laughs> yeah. um, that's awesome. And like, I love how you describe those questions. The thing, like, will it be easy? Will it be fun? Like asking those two first. And will it be easy for me as this place of like, are they going to make you work for it? You know, sometimes in people's reality, sex is this thing uh, where it, it it needs to have been earned or, and I get that this question is probably a lot more prevalent for men because I think sometimes women like to make men work for it. Um, so will it be easy? Like, is this place for me where I'm like, if I ask that question, sex should never be an effort to like, it should either just be a yes or a no or a light or a heavy. It's like, it should be something that just flows like 
like everything else really. So for me, it's like, will it be easy? I mean, is, is this person going to make me work for it? And if they are, it's like, well, am I prepared to? And if you get a no one, will it be easy? It's like, okay, so it might not be easy, but will it be fun? So maybe go to the next question. I would say for me, if I get a no one, will it be fun? I don't ask any more questions. That's yeah. it for me. Like, and I generally kind of ask that one almost first, like, will it be fun? And if I get a no on that, I'm like, okay, moving right along. Um, <laughs> and then the, the gratitude piece and the money piece, I love exactly how you described it. It's like, and, and for me growing up, like, you know, like your sex education was like from this religious background and a lot of solidity and a lot of like significance around it. For me, it like came from a place of abuse when I was young. Like my first introduction to sex was from like a, like a sexual abuse type um, energy. Um, and there was a lot of abuse in my family growing up, not all of it sexual abuse, but there was still always this energy of like I didn't really get, like I knew what fun and ease was, but then I was watching other people. I'm like, really? That's how you're going to like treat people and treat yourself? Um, so my teenage years were this place of like wanting to do it and then being like, oh my God, are you fucked up like everyone else in this area? And like, but now um, since having the tools, <laughs> tools of access and like you, I was kind of like in some long-term relationships and then I kind of went wild as well. I found Tinder <laughs> and was like, oh my God. <laughs> Someone gave me the keys to some fucking crazy candy store and I'm just going to eat everything. <laughs> so, so I've kind of like reined that in a little bit, mostly because, you know, and I, I kind of get the sense we need to either do a telecall about this or way more podcasts or something, because also then you've got like the sexual healing side of things that come into mm-hmm. it as well. And like that whole thing of, of um, choosing sexual partners from judgment. And like, there's so much in this, but to keep it like, you know, around this 20 or 30 minutes for this podcast and just to give people a taste of this sort of stuff, like these three, four or five questions when you guys are bumbling or when we're allowed to interact again and you're at the, you know, at a social gathering or even if it's someone you've kind of had your eye on, like go to these questions first and be willing to follow the energy with it too, which is another thing that, um, I've been playing with a lot more since being all on my lonesome is like having this place of like actually asking the questions and then, because it's so funny, how often do we ask a question and already know what we're going to choose anyway? We're like, yeah, I'll ask the question because that's what I'm meant to do. But I'm like, I already know what I'm going to choose. I'm just asking the question because that's what I'm meant to do. (laughs) Whereas now actually using this shit and really um, being willing to like, follow what actually comes up and especially around things like sex and food and um like (laughs) alcohol as well like you know because being around people or like you know a lot of people like drinking but for me it's like sometimes my body doesn't want to do that sometimes my body doesn't want to eat food and like how often do we sort of override that as well because rather than asking these questions like with sex and I know I'm going in a million directions here but rather than asking these questions with sex and actually going for what comes up how often do we ask the question just to trick ourselves into thinking that we're asking a question when we're not yeah it's so interesting I love like I do love everything that you're yes absolutely and it's so nice to know I'm not alone but Mm. like one of the things too that has been so interesting in this in that conversation about asking questions is really getting the difference between um like sexuality 
sexualness, copulation, like all of those energies. Cause like you're talking about, like both of our upbringings were very contracted in how we learned about mm-hmm. sex, like very defined and, and like you said, solid. And it's like, when you actually start to pull it apart and you look at what you kind of glom together as one thing like sex it's like you start to pull it apart and you realize that there are so many layers to it and so many choices to be made um and like it all starts i think going back to what we talked about at the beginning of the podcast is like having like first choice is you having your own back and creating your own reality Mm -hmm. and what works for what works for Paula is going to be different than what works for Sarah than what works for anybody else. And so, and like not having to have a reason and justification, just knowing that you're choosing what you're choosing because you can choose it. Yeah. And then from that space, like, is that choice creating greater? Cool. I make keep choosing that. Is that choice creating not greater? Maybe not my best choice. (laughs) And then you just keep choosing, but it's all with this undertone of having your back, creating the rally that you know is possible and really like kindness and caring and intimacy with you. Um, And that I think is, that is the gift of what you're talking about using tools, asking questions. Um, I even remember specifically like a little bit of a side note, like um, Dame here, who's, one of the co-creators of Access Consciousness once was talking to me about um, dating and like going out on dates. And one of the things that he said to me, and I'm I'm sure he said it, he said it multiple times, but one of the things he said to me was, if you're getting ready for a date and you're having all of this self-judgment, he's like, it's not yours. It's theirs. Mm -hmm. Don't go on the date with them. Yeah. But how often, how often do we go into the wrongness of us and we just keep pushing forward instead of actually stopping, asking a question, wait a minute, is this mine? No, what am I perceiving here? Okay, is it this, is it that, right? And like continuing to ask those questions to get to the awareness. And it's like, yeah. it's not just dating. I mean, no. it's it, what, what world would, like how amazing would the world be if everyone that was bumbling had these tools? <laughs> right. And also it's like, this, this is an example. And for me, this is the value of like access consciousness is that these tools apply in every single situation. Like anywhere yeah. that I'm looking for ease and joy and possibility, like I can plug these tools in to create more than I would be able to create without the consciousness attached to it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I love it. It's pretty I amazing. love it. It's so fucking amazing. And so <laughs> let's bring it, bring, bring it back around full circle here a little bit. Cause like I get as well, I, I would love for this podcast, you know, it's obviously going to create what it creates in the world, but really for like this next few weeks while we are all doing this, um, you know, social isolation and self-isolation and social distancing and all that sort of stuff to contribute to people. um, Like if we just touch back on that communion point again and where we started with this too, like, and because, you know, we've we've talked about it from so many different angles, but to bring it back to to this, possibly using this time to really hone in and and build that muscle of self-communion or communion with self, whatever you want to call it, Like, do you have any tips or tools for people out there while they're doing this, like keeping ourselves busy and, you know, we've got all of these things to do while we're doing this time, but is there anything that you, it works for you particularly with, with building that muscle of communion with yourself? 
Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say that one of the things when I was really looking at like, what does this look like to have communion with myself is um, what we call the five elements of intimacy. Um, And so those are, um, it's honor, trust, allowance, gratitude, and vulnerability. And and, um, really like to honor someone is to treat them with with regard, not with judgment. Mm-hmm. To trust someone mm-hmm. is um, knowing that people are going to do what they're going to do and it's not wrong. Mm-hmm. And allowance is like no point of view. So everything that someone says or does, like it's just an interesting point of view. It's not, again, it's not right. It's not wrong. It's not good or bad. It's just what they're choosing in that moment. And gratitude is like the place where you can have nothing but gratitude for that person. And the, the cool thing about gratitude is that in the space of gratitude, judgment cannot exist. So that like gratitude in and of itself is definitely a superpower. And then when you look at vulnerability, which is that fifth element of intimacy, you're looking at that willingness to receive anything and everything. So whether like, again, the good, the bad, the ugly, whatever that looks like, it's like you're willing to receive all of that with no point of view, no judgment and total gratitude. And so for me, that's where like I've been looking at Anytime I start to get out of that, like intimacy or out of that communion with myself, that's where I go back to is those five elements of intimacy. Okay, cool. Like if, if, what if every wrongness of like everything I bought is wrong is actually strong? Like what if everything I think is wrong about me is actually a strength about me? Where can I have gratitude? Like anywhere I'm judging myself, like whether it's my body or something I said or not being as productive or whatever, like whatever the thing is, it's like anywhere we go into judgment and those distractors, it's like, where can I actually have gratitude for me? Um, and whatever I'm choosing. And then, you know, again, like with the allowance piece as well, being like, all right, this is like, it is what it is. So what, what, who, like, if I'm truly being me here, like, what could I choose going forward? And I, for me, those five elements really are the tipping point to having more intimacy and more communion with yourself which then allows you to have greater communion with everyone around you that's so cool and what if that was what we really you know amongst a billion other things we're all creating and doing but what if in this time it was like we really set ourselves this target to like work on this but not make it like a a bad or significant thing but what you know I was talking on a Facebook live yesterday I was like okay so if we're kind of in this lockdown stage for the next two weeks or three weeks I mean New Zealand's for four weeks we don't really know in Australia they haven't really said so I guess it's also this place where you need to look at what you get is required here for the earth for each other for ourselves but if we were to open the door to our homes and we take that first step out into the big wide world again after this period of time, like, what would you like to be almost like re-entering into this new space as? Like, what would you like to be in the world now that we have this opportunity to like almost create something different here? And if we could look at that, like when I step out into the world, like, what do I want that to be like for myself? And what do I want to be like for other people? Like how we can use this time to really like plant some of those seeds and work some of those muscles that when we're around each other constantly and we're constantly doing so much, uh, possibly this stuff always just kind of tends to slip down the list of priorities. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. And it's so funny that you're talking about that. Um, Because one of the things that even just this morning I was looking at is um, looking at kind of give and take versus gifting and receiving. And I would like to live in and create a world where 
giving, gifting and receiving is the valuable products. And for me, like so often this reality is so much give and take. And it, um, I was reading a book, um, Shannon O'Hara wrote a book called um, Beings of Light. Um, I think that's what it's called. Yeah, Beings yep. of Light. And she talks about, I don't know if you've read it, but she talks about how the choice to gift and receive is the choice to be greater. And it's like when we are willing to gift and receive with one another, and I think nature is like the best example of this, like going out and right. we talked about being like a hippie, but it's like going out into the earth and even like outside of my window right now, there's these like palm trees that are swaying in the, you know, in the wind and they're so beautiful. And I can often just look out to them and they're just like, hi, hey, how's yeah. it going? Like, they don't care whether I'm crunchy. They don't care whether I got my lipstick on. They don't care what my hair's done, what I'm wearing. Like, they're just there being them and willing to receive. And one of the things that Shannon talks about in her book that I really loved is she was talking about the, the way that the sun contributes to the earth. She was like, yeah. the sun doesn't shine on the earth and then and then send it an invoice. And for like, <laughs> oh, well, here's the amount of energy that you, that you got for, right. you know, the day. So it's like she's like no it just continues to shine and and in that process of the earth receiving the sun it the plants grow the grass grows the trees grow the you know the the animals like are able to flourish wherever they live the humans are able to live on that right so it's like all of these things like that then contributes back to the um you know back to the sun and so it's just this constant communion and contribution and it's just like this thriving and that is that is the beauty of gifting and receiving and that's actually the world that I desire to see created and it all starts with you having communion with you and you choosing that so I love it that's awesome thank you so much so if people want to find out more about you or have you got anything in particular coming up that you want to talk about or just generally how people find out and have more of you in their lives? <laughs> yes, well, well, uh, so they can find me on my website, paulaperalta.com. Um, I'm active on Facebook and Instagram as well. Um, so you can find me on Paula Peralta. Um, Instagram's hair by Paula Peralta because I'm also a hairdresser. And, um, I have a class coming up called on March 30th called get your happy on. And you can find more information about that, um, on paulaperalta.com. I also have a class called how to become money workbook coming up, um, with my friend, Sarah Grandinetti. Yeah. Which I'm really, really excited about that starts in uh, middle of April. But again, you can find all that information. My website's usually the best place because you can send me an email and go from there, but yeah, thanks for asking. Thanks for having me. This was a really fun oh conversation. God. I know, right? And it's like from here, it's like what else is possible for everyone listening? What else is possible now for us for like even the rest of my day? So thank you, my friend. I'm so grateful that we can, well, I'm so grateful I have so so many amazing people in my life and I'm so grateful that we can continue to have these conversations no matter what. Nothing stops consciousness, right? All right. Never give in, never give up, never quit. Boom. Thank you so much for joining me. And um, thank you for listening, everyone. And you can reach out to Paula. You can reach out to myself. And yeah, enjoy this crazy time in the world. And and what if it could be, you know, the most productive time in your life so far ever for you? Yeah. See you next time. How much time. fun can you have? <laughs> exactly. Bye. Bye, everyone.
Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Consciousness Road Trip podcast. If you'd like to find more of my podcast or more information, you can head to my website, sarahwatt.com.au forward slash road trip or sarahwatt.podbean.com. See you on the next episode.